Hey everybody, welcome back to The Rewind. This is Keenan. And this is Jonah. Okay, everybody, here we are. We're back. Uh, you remember what we said last week? Jonah, do you want to kind of tell them a little bit about what's going on today? Yes, so uh, we are taking a little bit of a break, just like we've done before. A uh, break from our typical format, uh, uh, pausing it on Buffy to do a couple of bonus episodes, um, cancel casts, as we like to call them, where we basically take um, old TV shows that have been canceled that we feel like didn't get enough time in the sun, so to speak, and that we would love to see make a comeback, and we just cover those individually. We are taking a step further this time, though, and we are, we're actually breaking it down to this week doing an episode where Keenan's gonna cover a TV show that was canceled that he likes. And then next week I will be covering one that I like. So it is Keenan's stage tonight. Yes, all the world is a stage and it's all about me. No, okay. This is what he's wanted from the beginning, everyone, <laughs> is to host his own podcast without me in the way. <laughs> no. Seriously. Okay, everyone. So, yes, this episode, I want to focus on the 2011 short-lived Charlie's Angels reboot. Once upon a time, there were three young women. Eve had a habit of taking cars that weren't hers. Kate was a dedicated detective turned dirty cop. And Abby was a Park Avenue princess turned thief. Now, it worked for me. My name is Charlie. Um, my info was pulled from our good friend Wikipedia. Uh, several Entertainment Weekly articles, one written by Lynette Rice back in 2011, one written by a staff writer also in 2011, and one written by, which is a review by Ken Tucker that I'll, I'll reference uh, when we get to Road to Cancellation. Also information that is compiled on tvseriesfinale.com where they give a lot of information about the show. I'll tweet that link out when we release the episode, just so if you're interested in reading a little bit more about the characters in the show, you can, you can go ahead. And at the end, I actually did my homework, and I can tell you where to stream it and how you can stream it for free. Jonah, are you ready to get into Charlie's Angels 2011? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay, so Charlie's Angels is an American action crime drama television series developed by Alfred Goff and Miles Millar. This is the new series, mind you. We're not talking about the, the episode from 76 to 81. This series remake is based on, it's based on that series of the same name that was created by Ivan Goff and Ben Roberts. 
it's the second series in the Charlie's Angels television franchise. Mm -hmm. um, the show premiered on ABC September 22nd on, in 2011. On October 14th, 2011, the day after the fourth episode, low ratings led ABC to cancel the series. Three more episodes aired with an eighth episode left unaired in the United States. Wow. So, okay. So it had a altogether eight episodes was the full first season. Was that always the intention or would it have kept going with more? I'll get into it. Okay. So yes, uh, they will, we'll get into like the original order and all that good stuff. The series was also executive produced by one Miss Drew Barrymore, who was deeply involved with the the early mo the movies in two thousand. Was it two thousand and two thousand three or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was definitely the early. Uh, was it? Well, I know, I know the first. No, two thousand one because the first movie came out my senior year, so it was, and I went with a bunch of friends. We'll we'll get into it in a little bit of the series discussion so here here are the members of our main cast we have annie Ilanze. i hope i pronounced her name properly is a uh, kate prince she's a former miami cop uh that went bad she turned into a dirty cop got busted then you have minka kelly who was in other things that I've never seen, but evidently she's a name she plays eve french was a former streetcar racer and all-around badass. Rachel Taylor as Abby Sampson, a former thief. She was like this Upper East Side Manhattan socialite who, you know, broke bad and decided that she was going to be an art thief. And so this, in this series, they wanted to make the angels a little different from the original one by giving them all like, they wanted the show to be about second chances. So they made all of the the angels have some kind of criminal past. Oh, interesting. And and then Charlie goes out, he hires these women to come in and and like be his angels and and like renew their name. My only problem with that is I don't think that you can get a PI license when you have a felony oh. on your background. I don't know. I haven't Googled that. Someone tell me if it's true, but I don't think you can. The series also cast Ramon Rodriguez as John Bosley, who is, you know, the the lovable, like, I don't know what you would consider. He's like the manager of the agency. Like he gets the, he, I guess, sets up the meetings with Charlie. He runs some points. Isn't he in, like sort of like the keeper? Yeah. Yeah, and, and he wasn't as much of a field agent, per se, in the series and the movies as he is in this show, because he's in the field with them in the show. And I have mixed feelings about that, which we'll also do. That actor, by the way, is a... Ramon Rodriguez? Is a walking I'm going to need to... So when you go and watch the series, and he gets some really great scenes, and what I love about it is that everyone is fucking sexy but they're not sexualized the fashion on the angels like everything looks like it just came out of a magazine like it's set in miami where the original series was in la this show is set in, in miami so to me it feels like if charlie's angels and miami vice had a child 
it would be this show. Oh. <laughs> and I'm very into it. Uh, some of the notable uh, guest stars on this show, Isaiah Mustafa, a.k.a. the Old Spice Man, the hot guy that's basically always shirtless on a towel, wrapped in a towel. He was yes. also in... Um, and on the horse. Yes. He was also <laughs> in... What is the name of that show with Catherine McNamara? Is it the haves and the haves? No, I thought um, it was in some Tyler Perry. I'm or... sure, probably. I I didn't I didn't IMDb him because I'm like people know who Isaiah Mustafa is. What was the name of that damn show about? They were an- warrior angels, basically. He was a werewolf, which. Back to what I said in the previous episode, werewolves normally mean, like, hot, shirtless dude. (laughs) Um, D.B. Woodside has been on an episode of the show. D.B. Woodside is Principal Wood in season seven of Buffy. So there's a Buffy link here. Uh, He's also in Lucifer. Erica Durant has been on the show. Oh, wow. Erica Durant. Smallville uh, fame. Yes, Smallville fame. She's also... Have I been saying her name wrong the whole time? I've been calling her Erica Durant. (laughs) All the podcasts that I've listened to call her Erica Durant. Okay, good to know. And then John Terry of Lost Fame. I figured someone would know who he is. He was listed out as a notable person, but you know, I've only ever seen a handful of episodes of Lost. Yeah, I think I know who Get his name, but yeah. And Victor Garber voiced Charlie Townsend, which I was like, when I was listening to it, I was like, okay, I don't think John Forsythe, who was the original Charlie, was still alive at that time. And when I heard the voice the second time, I was like, is that Victor Garber? And I'm not good with picking it. Because Victor Garber, I don't think, has like a super distinct voice to where you can hear it and be like, that's Victor Garber. But I was very proud of myself for calling. This, are we talking about uh, Victor Garber, the the one from Titanic all those years ago? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just watched him in another. Movie I think he's a great actor. I love Victor Garber. Oh, he's actually I think stars in Happiest Season. Actually. Yes, he he is in that movie. I saw him on the thing, and I was like, I'm still not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I truly enjoy a lot of people in this, but I'm not going to watch it. Um, so as I said earlier, the, the creators wanted their angels to be not as cookie cutter as the original. So they are all had some kind of criminal background. But these ladies kicked ass. The fight choreography was beautiful. And I just, again, I have to say, like, I don't feel, I've only, I rewatched the first episode and half or yeah, the, maybe the first half of the second episode before this show. And I just don't feel like people were being sexualized. If anyone got used to woo the opposite sex, it was Bosley. I was going to say, he sure is yeah. wooing me right now. Yes. <laughs> I've Googled the show and I'm looking at all these pictures of the cast and I'm like, oh, he is. Yes. And I mean, fire. everyone, it's it's beautiful. And of course, it's television. So it's Beautiful people solving things. So I'm going to give a little breakdown of the first episode and we can talk a little bit about just a few things that I noted and then we'll go into Road to Cancellation. And then I have like a little question that I want to also pull from that. Okay, so here's a breakdown of the first episode. 
when a mission involving a slavery ring results in, I, let me stop and backtrack. On the very first episode, spoilers for anyone who has not watched this show, on the first episode, one of the angels dies. And then Minka Kelly's character comes in as like a friend of hers to help, that helps solve the case of who killed her. So we know, so this show, if I remember correctly, it's not like a, this is a villain that we're going to go after for the whole season. It was a lot of one-off episodes, one and done. It wasn't, there may have been a serialized thread because I vaguely remember, um, I'm looking at Abby, the the thief character, wanting to figure out who Charlie is. So there's some plot line of her trying to find Charlie throughout mm-hmm. the episodes, but that's the only like connecting tissue. Every every story has its own. The case is closed by the end of it. Um, so when a mission involving a child slavery ring results in Gloria's uh, death. Charlie persuades Abby and Kate to team up with Gloria's friend, Eve. Uh, They do not know it, but Abby, Kate, and Eve will always support and look out for each other. They also discover that Gloria's death is also tied to the child slavery ring's elusive mastermind, which hits too close to home with a story of Eve and Gloria essentially seeking revenge because this guy is absolute trash and was selling young girls into slavery and he funded like convents and stuff in south and central america where he would send in raids and all the girls would get adopted the boys would be murdered and the nuns were killed and then he he sold it and so gloria and eve were friends in this orphanage they were in the chapel when everything got raided and were able to escape and so they vowed to like capture and kill this guy when Gloria got too close to finding him, she was killed, but the angels were on the case. Mm. And with the help of Eve, they got his ass. And there was a, <laughs> there were so many amazing fight sequences and explosions, and you have these women like doing just badassery things. And I'm like, who was not into this? This was great. It was a thrill ride, it was so much fun. I was a little weird about Bosley's character being on the field with them because it was almost like they still wanted to have a man in all these action scenes. And there was even one where he saved uh, Annie Alonze's character, which I was like, I would have wanted her to like save him. And he got in some good punches. He's essentially a fourth angel in Mm. this. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, so I, I was like, I have mixed feelings about this, but I, I do, we love Bosley. I think I've loved Bosley in every iteration of Charlie's Angels I've watched because he's Bosley. So far, this is sounding a bit edgier and darker than the movies, the 2000 movies. Okay, I'm okay. I want you to hold on to that thought because as I was reading some of like the shitty reviews, I was like, these guys fuck them and and some of the things that they took on that i also didn't like the fact that killing gloria who was um she was a latinx character darker skinned 
she gets murdered and they bring in Mika Kelly. And so you lose like where Annie Alonze, who is Kate Prince, like she is black. You have uh, Rachel Taylor, who's uh, Abby, who is the, the rich girl from Manhattan. She's white. And then you had Gloria, who was, I could not remember where, I want to say El Salvador, but I could be wrong. She's Central American. And, or the, at least the character is Central American. And so she gets killed in the first episode. So you lose that bit of diversity because if you look at it, you have, you have Bosley who's played by Ramon, he's brown. You have, you would have had Gloria and Annie. So like three of the four main casts were people of color. Was the actress who played Gloria, was she recognizable? Do we know her from anything? Her name is Nadine Velasquez. She had multi-episode run on that show, Heart of Dixie, that I keep saying was just horribly <laughs> named. Yeah. Um, and she played Catalina and My Name is Earl. Did you ever watch that? Mm, not really. That show is surprisingly funny. And she did, she must have been a, re- a recurring character because it looks like she was in like 96 plus episodes. Oh, she was on Major Crimes, the TV oh. series Major Crimes, like on TNT. I, I used to watch that. I don't remember her. She does look familiar, though. She has, a, I, again, I just hate that, you know, like, not only was she killed in the first episode, but her car, like, she got in, her car exploded. I hate those kinds of scenes. It's so traumatizing to watch that. I was just like, no, not the woman of color in a car explosion. Oh, Ugh, no. Yeah, yeah, it was upsetting. It was upsetting. So that that was something that I didn't I didn't care for. So let's let's talk about the road to cancellation. Okay. So 13 episodes of the series were ordered. Okay. By the fourth episode, they announced that they were cutting the series because of low ratings. The eighth and final episode of the show was never aired on ABC, but it was aired by AXN in Poland in late December by Cinemax Latino America and by E4 in the UK in January of 2012. I got Cinemax Latino America coming through. <laughs> okay, with the content. <laughs> but I did look on, on Crackle and all episode, eight episodes showed up. Oh, all eight are on Crackle then. Yeah. So I hope there's some kind of like close to the story. So shortly before the show ended, Minka Kelly made a post of her thoughts on Twitter about the cancellation of the show with her fans. She said, I've had a wonderful time working with this incredible crew and amazing cast. I've made friends for life. A beautiful experience. Hashtag Charlie Santos. ABC president Paul Lee stated... Uh, after the cancellation of the show that I don't think we breathe life into that franchise, but I think it was a strong attempt. Let's see, Matthew Gilbert of the Boston Globe gave the show a C grade commenting. The underwhelming cast brings nothing to the boilerplate action. Kelly is miscast as a biker chick. That's Minka Kelly's character. And making Bosley a hunk with computer skills fails to add life. IGN Matt Fowler named the pilot the worst pilot of the fall, pointing out the bad acting and writing, saying that he didn't believe these ladies could change a flat tire, much less take a notorious human trafficker. 
and that the series should have gone darker like Nikita or copied the tone of Burn Notice. Ouch. Now, and then that Ken Tucker guy wrote, brought to you by the guys who gave you Smallville. Writers, did I say that at the top? I don't think I did. Mm-hmm. But they are the original creators of Smallville. Oh, show. wow. <laughs> Way to bury the bury lead. The lead. <laughs> uh, you know, and I have it in my notes, and I thought I said it. I didn't say it. The guys who brought you Smallville, writers Alfred Goffin, Miles Millard, Charlie's Angels took much more from the Angels movies co-produced by Drew Barrymore, who also had a production in, in the hand of the TV remake. People are going to listen to this and like, Keenan can't read. <laughs> They're basically saying he was like, oh, it took more from the remake of the movies than it did from the 70s TV, TV series that enshrines Farrah Fawcett as a star. Minka Kelly, Rachel Taylor, and Annie Alonze have obviously taken their Hollywood requisite Krav Maga lessons, letting loose with lots of elbow strikes and sidekicks in the fight scenes, and yet they also managed to curl around the speakerphone like kittens purring this ascent to the voice of Charlie. And it was just like, you asshole. And he, he goes on to like kind of make jokes about the writing and and some of the side jokes and things of that nature. And I'm like, did you ever watch the original Charlie's Angels? I love that show. Okay. Picture a young gay Keenan who was introduced to like female superheroine, superheroes, they're fucking superheroes, like She-Ra. And then like discovering the one like the Wonder Woman series and Charlie's Angels on whatever network it was playing reruns on at the time. And I was like, what's this? <laughs> and I just fell in love with Charlie's Angels. I loved that show. I watched as much of it as I could as a kid. Like I wanna say it came on like I don't know, like sci-fi or something after school or like right when I was getting home from school. So I I could watch whatever I could then. And I'm like, this show's kind of cheesy. It was very seventies. And they, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think they were kind of playing to that. I don't know. I, it's all subjective. I personally liked it. We'll see how I feel after I finish, you know, those all eight episodes. But right now I'm like, I'm here for the ride. I love watching like badass women kick ass and and make dudes look stupid. Well, and I also am a fan of the the actors, uh, particularly Rachel Taylor. And I know Minka Kelly. I've seen her in some things too. But I really like Rachel Taylor's character in Jessica Jones. Mm. do you know the whole time and i didn't bother to imdb her but the whole time i was like who are you you look like someone yeah that's so funny she she who did she play jessica jones i forget she was trish trish okay because she had a couple of different names in that show but yeah she ends up being a, a, a superhero on that show also and a super badass oh my god I don't think you would remember this show. I, I feel like me and my roommate at the time were the only ones that watched it. But did you ever watch 666 Park Avenue? <gasps> yeah, okay, wait. She was in that show. I remember that show. Okay, so that show unrolled shortly after Charlie's Angels, I think. 
yeah, yeah, it was the very next year. It looks like she had like two other roles after Charlie's Angels, and then she went right into 666 Park Avenue. That was also canceled early, but I don't know if the the show got a finale. That was a conversation as to whether or not it was going to get like a proper ending. Mm-hmm. I like that show. That may be something I can do for another for future episodes. I think I watched uh, maybe the first couple of episodes, but I didn't stick with it. But I thought it was an interesting premise. But I just, I really like her as an actress. I think, I mean, I've enjoyed most of the things she's been. And she was also in that movie, The Darkest Hour, um, that came out the same year that Charlie's Angels, the, okay. the new TV remake came out. So here's, here's the question that I, I want to ask you. Like, project yourself back to 2011. That was like nine years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So at what point in time did you begin cutting the cord? Cutting the cord? What? As in in like not having cable and streaming your content. Like. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You're going to laugh. But I didn't start streaming content until... 2018. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. Up, up until that point, it was cable and then it was uh, satellite TV. So by this point in time, I think shows, off-air shows were making their way to Netflix. Of course, that, that like time, like that buffering time between like the last episode and then it getting to Netflix was like huge. But that was starting to happen. It was also around the time Hulu was free and you could just watch everything the next day. And that's how I watched this show. And I think that was probably around the time more people began the process of cutting the cord when appointment television was going away. Hmm. I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize that Netflix was that they had started bringing in TV series that way. I, I guess I was thinking it was still primarily like a movie rental space, like online no, space we that you order from. I distinctly remember my two of my roommates getting excited. Well, and I, they had more free time than I did, so I quickly fell off the wagon of watching with them, but they started streaming X-Files during this time. So Netflix was getting a lot of content and people were streaming. And Hulu, again, you know, everything was available the next day. You just went to the website and watched it. So, and I, I don't remember paying around that time. Maybe Hulu Plus was just coming up around then, but there were many shows you could just watch for free the next day on Hulu. And uh, I wonder if that had anything to do with the ratings because they wouldn't have known who was watching it that way at the time. Right. They they weren't monitoring ratings on streaming or like probably even views on streaming at that point. Um, 
So that's interesting. I bet it, I, so uh, let me turn it around and ask you a question. Okay. Based on that and based on your experience watching the show, I haven't seen it, but you have, like, do you think that that series would thrive now? I think with some retooling, yes. Uh, that was another, that was another question I thought I was like, you know, in this, po- in this like time of Me Too, where does something like Charlie's Angels stand? We just saw a movie come out. You told me earlier it had poor reviews, mm-hmm. the, the Kristen Stewart one. World, I am not a huge Kristen Stewart fan. That is a whole other conversation for another day. Let her live her life. I'm not trying to, you know, like hold a check from K Stewart. Girl, get your money. <laughs> I, but she's the reason I want to watch this movie. Um, <laughs> or the show, the movie Happiest Season. <laughs> yeah, that I'm, you know, I told someone the other day, I was like, I'm not into Christmas movies. I can't think of a Christmas movie that I really love. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Christmas movies either. Um, it, it really has to have a very interesting plot for me to, to, yeah. for it to be appealing to me. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I do think, I do think all the elements to make this a great show are there. It's set in Miami, which is going to lead to way more diversity. You know, they kick the show off having, you know, at least one of the main three characters be a black woman. I did not like the fact that she was, uh, a, a, you know, like a dirty cop. That was part of her origin story. Mm. I do think they were onto something with giving them all criminal past. Yes. I um, do love that. And I feel like that had to have been input from Drew Barrymore because that was her character. I want to say her character was kind of like the rebel badass. Maybe she wasn't a criminal, but... Like, I think she got kicked out of military school or some kind of training for flipping someone. Like, I don't remember, but mm-hmm. she was the badass. Drew Barrymore's yeah. character was a badass. And she was uh, the one that was a little rough around the edges. Yes. Yes. And so they, they focused on, on giving, giving them kind of like a criminal history, but they became kick-ass private investigators. <sighs> So, yeah, that's that's what I have for you on Charlie's Angels. I think that bad reviews written by men had a lot to do with with it. I would love to know, like, from a female standpoint, how they felt about the show, especially if it was someone that actually watched it. Because, of course, you don't ever really see any comments on these articles, even though, like, you know, they allow people to have comments. I just, I would love to know, I would love a little feedback about how people actually felt about the show. There was another... Regular old viewers. Yeah. There was another, another, um, like, one of those reviews talked about Bosley being a hunky hacker added nothing to it. And I'm like, that just sounds petty. Because there's a line where someone calls him a hacker and he was like, calling me a hacker is like telling Picasso he's good at throwing paint on a canvas. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, Bosley. 
Like the, it's like I feel like the implication there is that like smart people can't be like good looking. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's what it is. And and then someone talking about, oh, I I couldn't believe I wouldn't believe these women could change a tire, let alone do this. And I'm like, have again, have you watched Charlie's Angels? Like that's the point. Mm-hmm. And it it goes back to everything we talk about with every episode of Buffy, and that is. Even without powers, women are just amazing and they kick ass and are fully capable and they don't need men to to do things for them. Right. And also, I think, like, anyone who tunes in to watch a Charlie's Angels film or TV series, even the, the 2000s uh, films, like, there is always going to be some level of campiness to that, pretty much. Right. And, and that's and I feel like you have to expect it as someone who's familiar with that that franchise. Like you you have to go into it with expecting that. And I I think also this was an era when what critics had to say about the art that we digest actually still mattered and they actually still had some level of relevance and power but I feel like they no longer really do I feel like something can be like there something can have poor we've seen it hundreds of times before with with movies and tv series where critics wrote very poorly about a work but the audiences loved it and that's what carried it through yeah so this is definitely something I would love to see someone take another stab at it. I, I really like this premise. Again, I'm going to continue watching it. We'll see how it goes. But I don't remember going, well, that's, that's ridiculous. But it, it's Charlie's Angels. You're looking for amazing fight sequences. And there weren't, like in the original series, no, they didn't fight the way they did in this series or in like the Drew Barrymore Lucy Liu movie. It's a different time, you know? And I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I got a little frustrated when I read some of those reviews and I just got really worked up and I was like, this is ridiculous. And it just sounds like a bunch of dudes who are like, d- just don't like women. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when you were reading some of those uh, critiques, I absolutely got those vibes. Like it's just a bunch of like sour, bitter old, like, yeah. Men. Or are, or have these people even seen the original show? Mm-hmm. And and if there are other people that complain, did it have something to do with the fact that no one from the original series was involved? Especially when both movies gave us like cameos from original angels. Like, is that something like would it had? Well, by that point in time, Farrah Fawcett had passed away. Oh, I'm so horrible that I can't remember the names of the other ladies in that series. Like if Kate Jackson had like shown up or who was the other one? Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd. I think Cheryl Teagues was one as well. I think she came a little bit later. Yeah, wasn't it like almost kind of like the Baywatch thing thing where like a lot of, they had a rotating like, actresses yeah some actresses will leave the show i don't remember i don't remember anyone dying on the series but that i never watched all of them so i I don't know because in some of the later seasons do you remember did you ever watch that 70s show 
Yes. Donna's mom? Donna's mom was one of the angels in the later seasons. Stop it! Yeah. Really? I am... I am 90% sure. Now I'm not so sure, but I... I... So did she replace Farrah Fawcett? I think... I feel like Farrah was one of the first ones to leave the show, wasn't she? I don't know who she replaced. I'm sure by the end, there weren't any original. It's been a long, long time since I've seen the original Charlie's Angels. It's been a long time since I've seen the 2000s movies. I have never seen this one this series, and I'm not gonna lie, up until now, I had no interest whatsoever in watching it because I have not heard great things, actually. Just yeah. In the past, like, couple of months, I, I stumbled upon, I think there was an article I read where it's like the uh, worst TV remakes, and it was some kind of listicle, and that was on it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, um, but I have to say, I'm very interested after hearing your spill on it. I'm really interested in, in checking it out because I do love those actresses. And I, um, you know, I love the Charlie's Angels franchise and the stories. Yeah. And I love that they give them a little bit of an edge with the their mm-hmm. backstory. So I'm here for it. I, I think it's cool that they kill off an angel in the first Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't, maybe ABC wasn't the network for it. I feel like this show probably would have done well on the CW. Mm. I think that ABC just was not the home for this show. I wonder, I, I could see CW taking this on with a younger cast. Yeah. Because the, I want to say the original um, demo they were looking at for the show was like 18 to 49. And I think like maybe even a 15 to 35 kind of demo would have like been the sweet spot for this show. Yeah, because that's such a huge range, 18 to 49. Yeah. They were probably counting on some fans of the original series to tune in, but I yeah, I, I don't know. And she was. Uh, Donna's mom was an angel. Ah, love it. She was an angel from 1980 to 1981. Uh, so that is my book report on Charlie's Angels 2011, the ABC series uh, that was doomed because men suck. So Jonah, <laughs> <laughs> Jonah, tell me. What television have you been watching since we last spoke? Well, I am so glad you asked because I have this show in mind that I was dying to tell you about. I actually even almost texted you and like sent you the trailer and everything or asked you if you've seen it just because I felt like it was something you would like. But I said, no, I'm going to save it for the podcast. Um, Are you familiar with the Netflix series Warrior Nun? No. Or that or that story at all. That's right. I keep forgetting that you only just jumped back on Netflix. Um, but I'm told that this show was like a manga story um, that's much older. And and the feel of it is like like the storyline itself, it just screams book or comic. But right. basically, and, and it sounds cheesy. But like the name in itself, but you know, we don't judge, we don't judge a show by its name because hello, Buffy, Vampire Slayer, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, that's what stopped us. Then we would never 
you know, we would never watch good TV. But uh, basically, Warrior Nine, I'll read you the very brief synopsis of it. Um, uh, online, it says a young woman wakes up in a morgue with inexplicable powers and gets caught up in a battle between good and evil. Who's in this? Uh, it's it's new actresses that I don't recognize or new actors I don't recognize. Um, there is the lead character, Ava Silva, is played by Alba Baptista. Um, and then there's like some others like uh, Christina Tonteri Young, uh, Emilio Sacraya, Toya Turner, Becla Rutten, a bunch of people I I do not recognize. I mean, I really didn't recognize any of the um, actors in this film. However, basically, a little bit of breakdown is this young girl, she's like 18 or 19, um like it says that she wakes up in the morgue and your backstory on her a little bit that they show very early on is that she her they were in spain she and her mom were in spain um on vacation they get in a car accident her mom dies she's left a paraplegic and she's in an orphanage there's a crazy ass like cold nun like taking care of her um and uh, she take they take care of her up until the point that she starts to age out of the the system, but she ends up dying before she does, and that's where you open up with her in the morgue. And her, while her body's in the morgue, they flash over, and there's like um, some shit goes down with um, um, another crew that's there, and it's a bunch of nuns, like other um, other like sister warriors or whatever they call them. Uh, essentially, the premise is that there is a sect within the Catholic Church, sanctioned by the Catholic Church, of fighting like assassin nuns or something who are, uh, who have very special, they're, they're, they have special skills and highly trained to um, kick ass um, from like by demons and, uh, you know, villains and the forces of darkness and, you know, just bad people in general. And then also like demons and, and spirits and all that kind of stuff. And so it's definitely a supernatural show. Um, the idea is that there is the leader of the sect who is the warrior nun. And she is actually uh, imbued with um, the halo, what they believe is the halo of an angel. Mm. who uh with and through that she is imbued with powers very special unique powers um like phasing through walls and superhuman strength and um uh super healing and um and she she leads the sect of like sister warriors and pretty much there's only one thing that can kill her. It is almost like a kryptonite in a way. Um, there, it's, it's very interesting. I was not, this show has, I've seen this show on Netflix for over a year now, or, or for several months at least. 
and it just never looked appealing to me. I thought it was just like a kid's show, maybe. It's very edgy. It's it's very mm-hmm. adult themes, um, adult language, adult content. You know, it's not it's not for the faint of heart, and it's actually pretty good graphics and some really great fighting scenes uh, and a really interesting storyline because she ends up uh, inheriting this um, like like this group of uh, bad guys, for lack of a better term, they are after the, uh, the halo. And they, they break into the church. Um, and the original like leader who was a fit, who originally imbued with the halo, uh, dies. And then they need to, they find some place, need some place to hide the halo and um from like these demons and just so happens the little girl's body is in the morgue already so they hide it in her so then she becomes the the new warrior nun but it's very resistant and reluctant to that (laughs) that narrative (laughs) so um the the series the first season just essentially follows her trying to basically escape this calling that was thrust upon her there is some hardcore buffy vibes in this series we love that Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah that's one of the things that really attracted me about it it was um it almost feels like constantine meets buffy okay like, it's like, I get those vibes from it and uh, maybe, like, sprinkle some Charmed or something in there a little bit um, for the sake of the sisterhood aspect. Um, but it's really, it's really good. I feel like you would really like it. It feels like a show that probably has, like, a comic uh, or, or book background or something, so I'm really interested in a dig and find out um, like what the like its origins are to that story um because it feels very original um and i actually just read that it's a season two is coming to netflix uh the next year i think so um, i'm excited for that i'm gonna have to add that one to my list it has all of all of the things that i enjoy i binged all 10 episodes in 24 hours that's how into it i was like, I didn't leave my sofa. I just kept playing it over and over again. What about you? What, are you? what have you been watching? You know, I've not really rolled into anything new, but I did, thanks to a podcast recent review of Batman the Animated Series, I have added that to my my cycle just to give me some breaks from vampire diaries though i'm just looking for a comprehensive list of the episodes that just has bonnie in it because i'm so tired of them right now i'm like 16 episodes into season one and i'm like i hate you elena i hate you so much (laughs) things that she does how she can just flip on a conversation when something doesn't go her way or if something affects her like she's taking up for one character and then because he did something shitty to someone else 
And then she finds out that he did something shitty to someone that she knew, and then she just completely flips on them. Because, like, the actions can, like, go back, be traced back to her or something. I don't know. But I, I just hate Elena. I hate her so much. She's just the worst character in all of TV-dom. Oh. <laughs> uh, Coming on strong there, Keeks. <laughs> she's not good. She's just not good. I don't think I've ever met one person that was like, I loved Elena Gilbert. She's garbage. I, I definitely... No shade, no shade to Nina Dobrev. I'm sure she's a great actress. She's probably been in other stuff that I've just never seen. You know, I was convinced that she was Scarlet Witch in the what? Marvel movies. What? They're the same person. No. They look so similar they do to not me. not look anything alike. Either. I don't, that's, I don't she, care. That's, that is Elizabeth Olsen. That's one of, that's the, look, one of the Olsen sisters. Is she really related to them? Yes. She's their younger sister. I don't, I think they look alike. I think she and Nina Dobrev favor enough for me to be like, is that... I feel like it's probably the hair. They have, like, similar... Even though Scarlet Witch's hair is, like, reddish. But, like... That uh, first movie... Whenever you first meet them, uh, her and... and, and, uh, Quicksilver, I'm not... I was not a fan of that Quicksilver. I did like the the other Quicksilver because just because he was hilarious. Um, the Evan Peters one. Oh, they introduced him in the X Men. He's yeah, yeah. He's the the one that's on the X Men movies, okay. and then um, Caitlin Olsen and that other guy are in the Avengers movies, or at least that other guy. Spoilers. For people that have not watched the, all those Avengers movies. All right. Well, I guess we could put this this baby to bed, huh? Yeah. Let's let's wrap this bad boy up. So, if you're interested in following the Rewind podcast on the socials, we have a Twitter account at the Rewind underscore Pod. We also have an Instagram account at the Rewind Podcast, uh, and there you'll find a lot of like teasers and fun content uh related to the shows that we cover throughout the weeks so you know give us a follow on those you can also check out our little website anchor.fm slash rewind dash podcast there you can check out all of our episodes and look at all the places we're streaming so uh, you can make sure that we're on a platform that you love. If we are not, please let us know so that we can figure out how to get there. Uh, if you have any feedback on Charlie's Angels or any show that's been canceled, please feel free to share that with us at the Rewind Podcast One at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you have like suggestions for like canceled shows that you would like to see us cover please write into us we we would love to explore those yeah if you like to follow me on social i am on instagram at adventures of jonah and on twitter at quirky writer guy i'm also on tiktok at js taylor writes and there i post a lot of our uh teaser content as well yes he does such good work with those videos I would be stressed out and screaming if I had to put those together. Uh, You'd enjoy it. 
If you are interested in following me, please feel free to do so. Uh, you can check me out at the KT Walker on Instagram and Twitter. I have links there to other photography content if you're interested in looking at some of my opt work. You can also check out my other podcast, Justice League Dark Podcast, on the DC TV Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at JLD Podcast. Jonah, I think the last time we did one of these, we talked about a little GoFundMe you're doing for Messer and his recovery. Do you want to give us a little update and, and remind people of how to find that? So a lot has happened with Messer since since the last time we talked about it on the podcast. Since then, he has had more complications. He ended up having to have a second emergency surgery due to more bladder stones. And he had just finished recovering from that, from being in the hospital for a week and a half. Uh, came home in time for Thanksgiving. We got to spend a couple of days together. And then the third day he was home, it was the same situation all over again. So this time, the surgical opening that was created for him to, sorry for the graphic <laughs> like <laughs> content, but that it, he was created for him to urinate, um, he, it was starting to, to close up again. And, uh, and that is sort of the conundrum that we are in. Um, the, the vet, our vet at one point was hopeful that he could maybe reconnect his original urethra, but there's a lot of scar tissue there. And I feel like now he sounds a little less hopeful. So I am looking at possibly having to take him to a specialist and I don't know what's going to come of that. I don't know how they're going to get around that issue, but, um, you know, we can't keep a catheter in him for the rest of his life because, you know, we, and we also were trying to figure out like what kind of stones it was. We're waiting on a urinalysis on that to come back so that we can know how to prevent it with his diet. So yeah, it's just been a really stressful time. He's currently back at the vets um, staying there. And then we're, we're going to do follow up this week to see, you know, what next steps are. But in the meantime, Medical bills are accruing <laughs> faster than I can pay any off. And so his GoFundMe account is still open. Um, so if anyone is interested in giving uh, to that, um, I know Messer would truly appreciate it. You can find that link at uh, GoFundMe.com backslash Messer Surgery Fund. That's GoFundMe.com slash Messer Surgery Fund. And there you can follow for updates. Uh, if you like to donate, once you donate, you'll receive automatic updates. Even if you can't donate, that's totally, totally fine and understandable. If you could just share his story, share the GoFundMe link, the brief description of what it's about, I would very much appreciate that. Yes, and... I definitely did not say this in the intro, but Messer is Jonah's little puppy dog. Yeah, that's my little baby. Puppy. My baby boy. So, yes. Isn't it funny that this, what if this whole time, like, people thought it was a real person that I was talking about? I guess we didn't tell them it was, it was my dog. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's uh, so graphic. To, but either way, I mean, he feels like a person to me. I call him Messer the human dog. That's his hashtag on Insta. Because he acts like a human and he thinks he's one too. 
And sometimes I forget he's not. <laughs> mm, I'll be there to remind you. <laughs> I know you will. But that doesn't mean that I don't value his life, people. I don't want to see any hate because I don't love dogs. <laughs> people are the worst. They're like, oh, people that don't like dogs are horrible and they're psychopaths. And I'm like, I'm not a psychopath. And not everyone's not don't everyone's have to into take care animals. of something. Yeah. Yeah, not everyone's into animals, not everyone's into babies, you know, like... God can't stand those either. Like, let's not vilify people who who don't prefer animals or, or children, you know? Yeah. Everybody has their thing and the things that they're not so keen on. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. with that said, uh, be kind, folks. And please rewind. Goodbye. Bye. Just be kind and listen to the rewind.